Hey, what's up all of you who are tuning in to check out our latest message right here online. Listen, it's going to be a great message and we hope that you enjoy, but even more than that, we would love to see you in person at one of our live weekend worship experiences. If you're not in our area, we want to encourage you to find a local church where you live because we just believe that we're no good alone. We're better together and you need family. So if you're not in our area, make sure you find a place where you live where you can attend a physical church and become family. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message and have a good day. I don't know why you came, but something that's been burning in me is that that God would meet us in this place, that he would change us from the inside out, that he would instruct us, and that he would release us to advance his kingdom. Can you say that with me? Say, meet us, change us, instruct us, release us to do the kingdom work. That's my prayer. I sent that to our leadership team yesterday, and I said, my prayer is that he'll meet us, he'll change us, he'll instruct us, and release us to advance his kingdom. If you want to say, well, how can we pray for the direction of the ministry as we approach January, this is what you can pray, that he would enlarge our territory, and that he would enlarge our reach, and he would enlarge our influence. Because I believe that what God wants to do cannot be contained in this size of a room. What God wants to do cannot be contained in only one staff member. And the entire church needs to help me say amen. What God wants to do is not going to be about a pastor. What God wants to do is going to be all about him. But we must begin to pray. Everybody say pray. We must begin to pray that he would enlarge our territory and that he would expand and enlarge our circle of influence. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, begin with verse 6, 4. Excuse me, da-da-da, rewind. Philippians 4, verse 6. <laughs> Jesus, you know it's been a minute. You got to church for one Sunday, and you're like, oh, my gosh, did he forget what he's supposed to be up there doing? Here we go. It says, do not fret or don't fret or worry. This is the message translation of a verse that I know you're very, very familiar with if you've been in around church for any length of time. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Everybody say Pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. I love this. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, which is everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. Everybody says settle down. How many spouses ever had your other spouse? Not other. You know what I'm trying to say. God, I'm How many spouses? I like this church. How many have ever had your spouse look at you and say settle down? Or simmer down, right? Settle down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Let's pray right now. Father, I thank you for this night. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would settle this down. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that it is not returned void, that it is as it is spoken, God, that it would change us from the inside out that we could be released to advance your kingdom. Father, anoint this time together. Your word is anointed, but anoint my lips and anoint this, the, these moments together. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 
those that are listening by podcast, you just got to show up because you just never know what's going to happen. You're missing out on this thing. You're watching Pastor B do exactly what the title of his message is, and it's this, what to do when anxiety hits. <laughs> what do we do when anxiety hits? Now, I'm not talking about the anxiety of what we're going to have for supper. I'm not talking about that anxiety. I know some of that probably, you know, works your nerves. I, I'm talking about something a, a little more like tax return season. You know, you, you go and you think you're going to get 6000 but instead you're having to pay 10000 What do you do? Somebody said, you find a new tax return person. That's what you do. <laughs> that kind of anxiety. Ever been there when you, you were expecting one thing, but something else happens? You're expecting God to do one thing, and the total opposite happens. But what you can be rest assured of that whatever that thing is that happened, even though it didn't line up with how you thought it was, it was exactly in line with what God wanted to happen. Amen? So what do we do when anxiety happens? Research, studies, and statistics are telling us that anxiety in our nation, in our country, in our world is on the rise. How many would agree with that? Anxiety is on the rise. Never before... Have we been in a position as a society where anxiety is overtaking people? Every year in this nation, anxiety is increasing. Suicide is increasing. And this, it, it's a touchy subject, but I'm here to let you know it's not even just happening outside the church. Those moments of suicide, thoughts, and even attempts and success of is happening within the four walls of what we call church. Even pastors, under the weight of the ministry, under the weight of what God has called them to do, have, have felt like there's no other way out but to escape. I told our leadership team, as we began transitioning, I said, my role, yes, is to preach the uncompromised word of God, but my role is to keep you healthy. And their role as a leadership team is to make sure that I stay healthy. Because how many knows that the enemy would love to do nothing more than to take out? Because if he can take out the shepherd, there goes the sheep. That's not to put an emphasis on a, a, a pastor, or because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about ministries that are that are that are around a a a a a, a personality, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. I just want to be used to create impact for His namesake. Amen. The truth is, we live very, very busy lives. If I was to ask you in this room tonight, how's your week? You'd be like, B, <laughs> it's been crazy. It's just been busy. You got a busy week? Yes. She's like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Yeah, we're busy. We're, 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 we're busy. So much. I mean, I mean, we even get to a place where we're so busy in life, we wear busy like a badge of honor. We're like, we're proud. Somebody say, what you talking about? I'm talking about like, you know, you go up to somebody and go, hey, how you doing? Dude, you don't even know how I'm doing. Why'd you just stop? You got to sit down. I got to tell you how I'm doing. This is how I'm doing. It's crazy. Life's busy. It's cr- I don't even know. Am I going? Am I coming? What am I supposed to be doing? I mean, busy. You go find somebody else. Man, how's it going? It's just it's crazy, dude. It's just crazy. It's just busy. You've ever feel that way? Life has positioned us never before like it is today. We are pushed and prodded by time and anxiety and the enemy is using the very thing that God created for structure called time he he can't do any he can't invent anything all he can do is pervert it twist it and use it for his benefit and the enemy is using that anxiety level 
to destroy us. I've yet to find anybody when I say, hey, how's it going? To go, hey, man, it's great. Everything's cool, peaceful. Notice how everything just changed? Like, I want to hang out with that person. Dude, I got so much time on my hands. I'm looking for stuff to do. You got something I can help you do? Did you just notice how a calmness just came in the room? But the anxiety just keeps us going. It just keeps us running. I don't have this. I need that. I should be doing this, but I'm not going to do that. And, and, and on and on and on we do. And, and we go, and then we just lay down at night, and we're like, oh, my gosh, i got to get some sleep. Wake up the next day and go, oh, my Lord, did I sleep at all? That's how the enemy is pushing us. But he wants us to get to a place where we take back control. What do we do when anxiety hits? The reason, the, re, the reason, nobody says that. Why? Because everybody is busy. The busyness for many of us is what's contributing to this culture of anxiety. Now, research has given us lots of, lots of things. I'm, I'm going to move on, but I'm trying to set up where we're going to be this week and next. Research has given us a lot of statistics and a lot of beliefs on what is, what's changed, what's been the trigger, what, what, what pulled the trigger to make everything so chaotic, say chaotic. What has done that? Well, there's a lot of different things, but there's one thing that every researcher will agree on, and it's this little computer that we carry around in our pocket. It's called a cell phone or a smartphone. This thing right here is, is a computer. And, 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 and they tell us that our generation is the most connected generation of all time. Now, I understand what they're saying, that we are the generation with, most inf- with the most information, but we have the p- and we have the power to be connected. But, but I think that we can all agree that we are the most disconnected society that has ever been around on planet Earth. So, 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 oh, I, I actually had one of those, y'all know the memes? You know the memes of family sitting down at, at dinner? Memes are those things that you tag people on and put them on Facebook. I was, we were laying in the bed the other night, as we do every night, and, and the TV was on, and, and as we do every night, and, 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 and I just had this look where I just came, hovered across my bed. Don't get crazy, I'm just telling. And I saw a meme in my bedroom, and it was B on his phone, and Amy was on hers. I literally looked out and I was like, it was a me. The TV was on, but nobody was watching it. We lost. We lost valuable time. I'm saying, church, hello. We're losing valuable time being pressed and being prodded by this thing that we scroll. We're so busy. We're flipping and we're seeing what we don't have, what we should have. And, and we're seeing, well, we, I, you should be doing this more. And oh my gosh, I'm not measuring up. And they've got this and, and they're getting a job. And look where they're going on vacation. I can't even afford a vacation. Look now, what, now look what they're doing. All we're doing is comparing our lives to everybody else, missing out on what God has for us. We're addicted. Everybody say addicted. We are addicted to this thing. Addicted. This device helps us compare our lives to everyone else. And we take it like a drug. You know one of the coolest features on the iPhone? How many have an iPhone? 
I don't know anything about androids other than I think they're of the devil. And, and you, if, in order to make it to heaven, you're going to have to have an iPhone. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like android phones like I do about the gators. They suck. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay. That was the time the whole church was going to leave and the lights go out. Okay. Check it out. Check it out. There's the coolest feature on the iPhone. And, you know, when they upgrade iPhones and they give you new stuff, they, they take away features and they add new features. But this feature has actually made every single one of the iPhone generations. It's this little button on the side right here. You know, if you hold that thing down for four seconds, this thing will turn off. It'll turn off. But the sad, story, the sad truth is, don't none of us want to do that. Why? Because I'm going to miss a call. I'm going to... I will, I will be on my way out the door to go to the mailbox, check the mail. And if I left my phone in the kitchen, I will stop what I'm doing, go back to get my phone just for a five-minute walk in case I miss something. I will actually be in the middle of something and my phone ring and, 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 and it'll be somebody from the church and I will, I will stop everything to get it, not because that's what I'm supposed to do or call to or whatever, whatever you want to try to put there, but I will do it only because I've got this anxiety that somebody might get offended that, or that I just ignored their call. It's called anxiety. We're allowing the unseen stuff that the enemy puts in our head to manipulate us. Man, it's time to live set free. Do you know that if you run these things, these smartphones, for weeks, months at a time, they will begin to slow down and actually act crazy, and you end up calling... AT&T or whoever your provider is and say, what do I need to do? And they'll say, it's simple. When's the last time you did a hard restart? It's a computer. It can't run nonstop all the time. It must be shut down. I'm here tonight to tell the body of Christ there comes a time where you need to have a hard restart. It's okay to go on vacation. It's okay to, get to break. It's okay to do those things. Sometimes you need a hard restart because like the iPhone, one day your life will crash if you don't get to a place where you get still. Get still. Everybody say hard restart. The reason we can't do this is because we're nonstop working. We're nonstop busy. We're nonstop scrolling. We're nonstop swiping. We're nonstop browsing. Bless God to all the wives in the house. We're nonstop buying from Amazon Prime. And all the ladies said, Amen. Me and our UPS man, we're on a first name basis. And he knows my wife's name too. Amy got something again today. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, can, I, can you just send it back? But the problem is, if we don't stop, You'll never get still. Write that down. If I don't intentionally stop, I will never get still. And you know what happens? If you never get still, we miss out on the fact that he is God. He's God. He's in control. Every single one of us has a journey and a story that we are on right now. And not, and not every one of us has a great story. Not every one of us journey right in this moment is smooth as pie. But I can tell you that he is God in the midst of your story. He's God in the midst of your circumstances. He still is God. Let's, let's check this out. Psalms 46.10 says, be still. We're talking about being still. Be still and know that I am God. Now, you can come in here week after week, sing all the verses, put money in the offering, shout the pastor down, laugh at all of his corny jokes, and go back out on your way. 
But if you don't get still, you may not truly know he's God. You may have information, but do you know he's God? Now, not right, right there, I'm talking to people who, that when life gets crazy, you, you become unsure if he's God. Who am I looking at? Who am I talking to? Anybody ever been there? If not, I'm talking to me. When things get crazy, do I truly trust? It always comes back to a trust issue. Do I really trust that he's in control? Be still and know that I am God. All this stuff makes us anxious. All this stuff going on are distractions. Distraction. Distracting me and my wife. In the, we could actually have been having a, a very amazing conversation, but instead... I took Zequel. I try to do whatever until I fall asleep and just. And one of us wakes up in the middle of the night and turns it off. We're missing out. And the enemy's making sure that we miss out on these crucial moments. They're crucial. They're crucial. And I'll prove it in just a moment. So, how do we defeat distractions? Get still, do a hard restart, slow down. Even the things that God has gifted me to do and called me to do can become a distraction. It can become, this is just for me. I was watching another pastor's little podcast thing and, and, and some of his before service things that he does. And I told Amy, I said, I'm, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to arrive in this building two hours before you, which is an hour before the worship team does. So that I can prepare myself. What are you doing to prepare yourself? You just showing up hoping that it's going to be a good word? Hoping that it's the, the songs you like? Or are you preparing yourself? Be- and I'm not saying you got to come and show up. I'm saying because there's things that I need to do that I have to do that actually becomes a distraction from what I really am called to do. I'm called to shepherd people. But, but when I come in and, and, and Francis is in the cafe... I'm going to be honest. I'm dodging. Why? Because I've, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a time schedule. I'm, just, I'm showing you a picture of mine. Now, you can, you, can, you can look at the landscape of how you do life. I'm bypassing where I should be having, even if it's a two-second conversation. Hey, thank you for serving. How's your week? You having a great week? But instead, there's, there's checkoff lists. There's things that I need to do. So all of this stuff that he's, he's gifted me to do, in organization, all these things. It's actually become a distraction and it's preventing me from actually connecting with people that God has called me to connect because in my mind I'm doing what he's called me to do but really the enemy's pushing me away from what he's called me to do and I become ineffective. And then people start leaving the church, walking out. Well, who's he think he is? He don't even talk to me. So guess what I'm having to do? I am shifting what, 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 you think I want to eat supper at 3 o'clock in the afternoon so I can get in the shower and be here at 5? This is not a poor pitiful me. I, I wasn't even going to share it because I know how people's minds think. But, but again, it's the anxiety. I know. No, 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 no. I, I felt that's good. It's all good. It's all good. Because that's the anxiety the enemy puts on pastors who are saying, guess what? It's time to check out. This, this pressure is too much. I'm trying to win this person. I'm trying to please that person. I'm trying to do. And then all of it just, just. What are you doing to position yourself for what God really wants to do through you? What are we doing? Anxiety is a distraction. How do we defeat distraction? How do we defeat distraction? This is your point right here. This one, I don't think you're ready for it. It's going to be real old school. What do you do? You pray. Prayer. (laughs) Prayer defeats anxiety 
We just read it. The Apostle Paul wrote Philippians 4 thousands of years ago. And I've got to be completely honest with you tonight. It's just as relevant today as it was the day he penned it. It's just as relevant. Can we go back to it? Go back to the verse for me. The other verse, sorry. Don't fret. Don't worry. We're talking about what, what do we do when anxiety hits? Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let your petitions and praises. That means I'm saying, God, this is, this is it, it changes. It's a petition. This is, what, this is what's going on. This is what I need. And then that ch- changes to praise. How, what's a, that's a, God, I thank you that you're going you're gonna to work this. If that's what benefits your kingdom for my life, then it's going to happen. So let petitions and praises shape your worries. Everybody say reshape. Reshape your worries. Reshape your anxiety into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Then another translation says, and God's peace will come upon you. And everything will come together for good and will come and settle you down. Listen. Prayer makes us anxious. If I was to change Wednesday nights to a prayer service, half of y'all wouldn't even show up. Because you'd be like, oh my gosh, what do I say? What do I do? How long do I pray? Am I supposed to st- sit down or st- stand up? Am I supposed to start it with dear, heaven- dear Heavenly Father? What do I do? Listen, but prayer may make you anxious, but prayer is communication. Write that down. Prayer is nothing more than communication. I want to take the, ta- I'm, the same, I'm the same way. I used to be the same way. I still have tendencies. Why? Because I'm anxious, because I'm afraid somebody's going to judge and think, well, he ain't praying the way that my pastor taught me all them years we supposed to pray. It's anxiety. It's judgment. Prayer is communication, listen, that builds relationships. We do it every day. Communication builds relationships. Amy and I, we start dating. We was communicating. We was talking. We were forming a relationship. Then relationship turns to intimacy. Now, and in all about the bedroom, you can have all kinds of forms of intimacy. Okay? I'm, 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 you get, mm. But intimacy creates a force that is unstoppable. Follow me. Yes, when a married couple be, gets physically intimate, they be, they're, they're, they're stronger together, not, stay with me, not in the moment, but then whatever the enemy begins to sin, they know they're together. There was, a, there was a bond, there's intimacy, okay? But you can have intimacy outside of the bedroom. There, there can be times where if we're not communicating and the enemy starts putting thoughts in her head or thoughts in my head, just stupid stuff, if we haven't, If we haven't been intimate in communicating, then I might start listening to the lie of the enemy. See? It's important that the shepherd of the house is intimate with the sheep. Stay with me. Because when the enemy starts coming around, if, we, if, we've, if, we've had a, if we've had communication, if we're in a relationship, this is not you're my pastor and I and just whatever. No, no, no. If we're in a relationship... You're less likely to get picked off because intimacy creates a force that is unstoppable. Same way when, okay, uh, let's take it a step further. When, we, when we're in church and the enemy comes, we're like, no, nah, I'm not listening to that devil. You, not, not, shut up, devil. Resist the devil, he'll flee. But you stay out of church for a couple times and then let him try that same lot. The exact same one that you said, no, nah, devil, 
and you're going to get tripped up. It's just proven time and time and time again because there's no communication. There's no prayer. There's no talking. There's no relationship. If there's no relationship, you can't have intimacy. The Heavenly Father wants nothing more than to be intimate with us. Matter of fact, He gave up everything and went through more than we will ever go through just so He could be intimate with us. That's the God we're talking about. He's not some mystical being that, well, I hope he hears what I'm saying. No, man, he's right here. When you breathe, he's like, I put that in you. And there's people in this city that need to know that it's more than just a mystical being, that he is God. And it's important that I get still so I can hear his voice. That song we've been singing, uh, the more of you, that says, there's heaven to be found here if I'm still. Still, just still enough, I can see it. There's so much more that God wants for your life if we can just be still enough to see it. There's so much more that he wants for this ministry. But guess what? We must be still. We must be still. I love this about Paul. I'm going to wrap up in just a minute. I love this about Paul that he's just straight up with us. He says, hey, you got a problem? You need a solution? I got the answer. Here it is. Pray. You got a problem? Pray. What's the result of prayer? Peace. The day you called me about your mom and you told me a couple weeks later that you, everything you felt you got this crazy news. Mom may not make it. You said, all I, if I, could, I just need somebody to pray. I didn't know what else to do but to send you a message through Facebook. But after you prayed, what happened? Say it again. A little louder. reason there's not a lot of peace is because there's not a lot of prayer the Bible tells us over and over that when we go to him in prayer the result is God's peace anybody need peace tonight anybody need peace tonight listen it doesn't matter if you if you if you you you're crazy your life gets crazy. It don't matter if your kids get crazy. It don't matter how, how crazy your boss is. I'm here to remind you tonight that what Scripture says, that when we go to God in prayer, we don't get man's peace. We get God's peace. You, but you know what we do? You know what we do when things go wrong? We get on Facebook, and we got to tell everybody. Why? We call up everybody. Why? Because we're looking for peace, looking for somebody to say it's going to be okay. But instead, what we get is people on the bandwagon. Well, this is what I think you should do. And guess what? Then we start listening to those other voices, and we start doing stuff we would have no business doing. Why? Because we're looking for peace. But when we take it to God in prayer, we're not getting man's peace. We're getting God's peace. Where's that part at that, says, that describes his peace? Oh, the Bible says that the peace of God transcends all understanding. Let me, let me break that down for you. God's peace is superior to your earthly situation. His peace is superior. It's much, much more than whatever you're going through. Write this point down. God's peace is illogical. Illogical. You got a situation that just don't make sense? Good news. Your God has peace that doesn't make sense. 
Your God has peace that doesn't make sense. One of the greatest testimonies that you can give, that you can give the people that you work with, when they know that you're going through something and you're walking around and every and you just it's peace. You know how, where you got that? Because you got you start communicating with him. You start communicating, forming the relationship. It got intimate, and now no matter what, there's peace. There's peace. Your situation may not change, but I guarantee you, your soul will. Situation may not change, but my perspective of what I'm going through will change, and my soul will change. When anxiety hits, pray first. Okay, I'm not saying don't go to a counselor. I'm saying pray first. I'm fixing to wind this all down to let you see exactly why we're on prayer tonight. And I know, if you're like me, anytime the pastor says, I'm going to talk about prayer, we shut down because we just think it's cliche. Well, we just pray. Pray about it. There's so much more. I've been in this like all my life. But I'm, I'm, I'm learning more and more that the power of prayer and, and what is happening is there's a peace that comes in to the equation. So, so I'm not saying don't, don't get a su- support group. I'm saying pray first. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor and get some medication. I'm just saying pray first. Pray first. Let the peace come. So then no matter what the doctor says, I'm sorry, your iron may be high. My, my wife has been, I won't even plan on saying, using this. She's good now. She, she got, everything's good. Iron's good. But it was high, and she got anxious. Pray first before you go to the doctor. Then you're prepared for whatever he says is happening. Not go to the doctor, feel all anxious, then get on the hotline and go, Pastor B, I need you to wind everybody up. I need you to pray. No, 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 no. I'm not saying not to pray first. So that way you're prepared for whatever it is. That may be really what is going on, but God always has the last word. Amen? Anytime anxiety comes, pray first. Pray first. (laughs) It's crazy when you think about it. It's crazy when you think about it. The antidote to our anxiety is prayer. And remember what I just told you, what I told you a few moments ago? The very thing that is the antidote that's to settle down our anxiety is prayer. But just the thought of prayer sets us all crazy. If I, if I was to say, before we leave tonight, I need every one of you to pray out loud. This is what we do. Or, 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 or like dad does sometimes where let's, let's form in groups. What happens? We all go up and this is what happens. Dear God, we're not even praying. We're just thinking this in our mind. Dear God, please let somebody else pray. Please let somebody. But you just did it. You just did it. Next week, I love how he's tying this together. Because what you just prayed was an honest prayer. That was honest. Dear God, please let somebody else pray. That's an honest prayer. There's four types of prayers that we're going to look at next week. Four different people who, who prayed. This is what I've learned. If I don't know what to pray, I pray somebody else's prayer. And what I mean by that is, 
this word, this scripture is filled with people's prayers crying out to God. The first one, there's four of them. The first one for next week that we're going to dive into is honest prayer. I want us to get to a place where where, when the pastor says, it's going to be a prayer service. Because I'm just telling you, where God is leading us, it will require to pray first. It's going to require us to pray. Not the pastor, not the leadership team, but every one of us. I'm praying how to, how to facilitate nights of worship and prayer on Wednesday night so it's not just a full-blown message. But we have times where we're, we're going to pray. I'm believing God for 10 to 20 acres of land. I, it's going to happen. And the metal building that's going to go up, it's going to happen. But not just because we're going, well, I hope it does. No, we're going to seek the face of God. We want to know how it's going to happen. It's going to take volunteers. It's going to take finances. It's going to take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I'm just telling you. But it's going to require us to pray. I feel like my dad because that's that's his pray, 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 pray. And I'm like, no, 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 because I'm so, I I get anxious. But we're going to look at it next week four types of prayers that when we dive into this you're going to be like I can do that I can do that it's a judgment free zone right here ain't nobody going you didn't follow the yellow brick road on how to pray we're going to become you're going to become a praying church I'm not saying and the reason I said that with boldness is because I've not been I've not been I trust him And yes, he knows my thoughts. But I got to be honest with him. He told me the other day, you you, you want the building and and all those things? It's not to have a building. It's to have a home for God's people. My push, January 1, is let's get a home. Let's get a home. Because when I'm I'm deceased and I'm gone, there's got to be something. When you're gone, there's got to be something that we're leaving to the next generation. There's got to be a legacy. It just can't be. A, let's talk about how, all the things that, that they did and what Forward did. And a, No, no. We want to put a home in this city for the homeless. We want to put a home in this place, in this city, for the broken. But we got to get to a place where we're praying. And he said, you've not even talked to me about it. I know, you, I know what you're thinking because I put that in you. I put it in you. But seek my face and my heart and let's get it done. Turn your neighbor to him and say, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. So that's where we're headed in 2020. We're going to be a church that is learning how to pray. And I get it. I get it. Some of y'all are a lot further along than me. And then there's others that you're not as far along. But the beautiful thing about this is we're all in this thing together, this journey together. Amen? Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, 
and grow.